Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Hi, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. It is your girl, Lauren Hubert, registered dietitian, and of course, your weight loss BFF. You guys see the title of today's episode. We're talking about some of the worst fitness, nutrition, exercise, weight loss advice that you have ever gotten. And yes, you see it right in the title. We are calling out trainers, not because I don't love trainers and nutritionists and my colleagues. That is not who we're talking about. I'm talking about the crazy advice I hear from my clients that trainers and coaches, quote unquote coaches, right? Like these people are putting people on diets that are just so unsustainable. They're giving them advice that is just not rooted in what's actually going to get them to where they want to be. I mean, literally before I'm recording this, I just got a direct message from an amazing woman who was like, you know, I finally ditched Octavia. I'm trying to eat more. My Octavia coach put me on this and that. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Okay. First off, if you don't know what Octavia is, definitely go back and review that episode. But secondly, like there's just so much bullshit to kind of like sift through in the nutrition and weight loss space. So my hope with this episode is to really just myth bust some of the worst advice that my clients have ever been told by trainers, by coaches, by, you know, quote unquote, nutritionists, whoever it is, and really explain thoughtfully, kindly, but directly why some of this is just not great advice and actually might be why you've sabotaged yourself. Okay, topping the list at number one is the myth that if you don't exercise, you definitely are not gonna be able to lose weight and you're basically sabotaging yourself. The amount of clients that I get through the door who have never lived a healthy, balanced lifestyle, have never really been fit or active, have injuries, have you know things that have come up that impact how much they exercise or even their knowledge and ability to exercise. Well, I definitely don't wanna sit here and be like, I don't exercise, of course I exercise. I'm gonna to go to the gym after I record this freaking episode for you ladies. I love movement. It's super important when we think about health, we think about body composition and it's something I want to encourage every woman to pursue and make it a part of your habits and your lifestyle. But the advice of you need to exercise, basically shaming people into exercise if they can't lose weight is not helpful because it also is not true. Someone who is not active, who is very sedentary, yeah, exercise can help them burn more calories and elicit a calorie deficit, AKA when you're eating less than what you burn. However, if you don't exercise, you're not going to see any form of progress is just not true because it actually doesn't align with everything we know about what it takes to lose weight, which is energy balance, right? You can start to get into a deficit even if you don't go to the gym. And also exercise is one of the smallest percentages of your total daily energy expenditure. Hence why I gained 20 pounds in college working out literally every freaking day. And it was because I was still eating more 
than the total daily calories that I was burning per day. So while we want to work towards more exercise, I find it tremendously harmful, tremendously not helpful, and honestly, just straight up shaming women, shaming people that if you don't exercise, you're not going to lose weight. It can hold you back. There's only so much you can do without, you know, up leveling and doing other things in your plan. It's sort of like just tracking your calories and not caring about what you eat and then being able to add an exercise and then being able to improve your sleep. Like there's so many different facets to your health, even outside of weight loss. And there's so many facets to transform your body composition. I always say when you're first beginning, focus on the biggest things. Well, that will give you the biggest return on your time and investment. But just because there's more things to add on doesn't mean that you can't start losing weight, start making progress, start shedding fat, start working towards your goals without going full blown into this crazy exercise program. And I think at the core of this, what I do want to just end off with on this specific myth, ladies, this specific advice is when you shame someone into doing something, it's not going to be sustainable. It is not going to be sustainable. Instead, you have to understand what are barriers to a person doing something for them to be able to slowly adjust their mindset and slowly adjust their habits to align with what you want them to do. Shaming someone saying, if you don't work out, you're not going to lose weight is not helpful for someone who doesn't work out, doesn't know how to work out, or has never worked out in their entire life. Okay, number two on the list, ladies. I have heard from a few people that they have been pressured with the advice of, you know, if you wanna lose weight, you should really be doing only cardio. But I think more recently, what I actually wanna change the advice to that I hear, and I wanna myth bust for you, is the advice that if you wanna lose weight, you actually have to add in cardio to be able to do it. And once again, this is just not 100% true. Cardio is amazing. So is weightlifting. Everything has a place and purpose. Everything is fantastic. And in fact, I would really encourage you to work towards building up your cardiovascular fitness for reasons even beyond weight loss, right? It is so important to keep your heart healthy. It is so important for longevity. And yeah, it can absolutely help you with losing weight, maintaining your progress. It is awesome. But I also am a big believer that there really needs to be everything in moderation, And for so many women, I've been so amazed to get more clients through the door who are already doing physical fitness classes, are working out, and a lot of them are either beginning or have done consistent weightlifting, which has made my job tremendously easier working with them because they already are doing that. And it's totally fine if you're not. But I bring that up because the advice of like just do cardio is actually really something I would never get behind. And as much as I'm all about finding balance with fitness, doing what you enjoy, It is really important when you're shedding fat in terms of what your goals are and also for your metabolism to not just do cardio. That is why you see marathon runners even doing cross training and they're doing some sort of resistance-based activity alongside obviously their high volume of running. And this is outside of the world of weight loss. However, why I'm bringing this up is because if you are just doing the same repetitive running movement, for instance, you're just doing cardio and you you know keep doing that, there are other muscles that you could be weakening that could potentially cause overuse injuries. So we see this in the sports world, how just important it is to do this. But I really think from a metabolic standpoint, I think the advice of doing any form of activity when you're first beginning can be really helpful. But I think this blanket statement just said all across to women, which created this culture that I know, you know, I fell victim to in college where I just did cardio. I just was running. I just was on the elliptical. Like I only focused on calorie burn it can become really, really negative, not only lead to injuries, but also lead to plateaus because 
you are just going to be focusing on, okay, burning calories, doing cardio, losing weight. When in reality, my clients don't just want to lose weight. Even when they say they want to lose weight, they actually want to transform their body composition. So if you are not stimulating your muscle through resistance-based activity, you are going to lose more muscle mass as you are losing weight. Um, and you pair that with running and not eating enough protein and not doing any form of resistance-based activity and potentially slashing your calories too low. That is like the perfect storm, like the literal storm of losing muscle, slowing down your metabolic rate, not looking toned and really getting your metabolism in this place where you've lost this muscle. So it's going to be craving and increasing your hunger hormones at the end of the dieting journey to put that back on. So I definitely am not saying cardio is bad. In fact, that is the exact opposite of my mansplanation, but we're going to make that a word, guys. <laughs> so I definitely want you to do it. However, I just want you to keep in mind the advice of just adding cardio. You have to do cardio is not rooted in truth. And you don't have to do cardio to shed body fat. Truly, to shed body fat and weight, you don't have to do cardio. Once again, this comes down to the energy balance piece. I have clients that never do cardio because they literally hate cardio and they would literally fire me if I put it on their plan. And, you know, that's a whole different conversation, right? Maybe we need to get them to do it for their health reasons. However, you can absolutely shed body fat and become very, very lean without doing cardio. Cardio can assist. Cardio can help. I'm a big fan of cardio. But if you are, like, so anti-cardio, the thought of running or doing the elliptical right now literally just, you know, is too much for you understand that you can begin to lose weight. You can begin to shed body fat without doing cardio. Okay. Number three, worst advice is if you are not seeing progress, drop your calories and drop your carbs and basically eat low carb and very low calorie. And you know, the truth is there's so much wrong with this statement and really this statement, if there's any of the little pieces of advice I'm sharing with you guys today, that really, that really grind my gears. I mean, get close ladies. Like really grinds my gears, really gets me going, and honestly gets me angry. It probably is this because this isn't just advice I hear, but this is advice my clients have gotten when they are actually like literally working with me. Like they are in a coaching program with me. I am checking in on them every single week and their trainer has said that to them. Or they have come from a trainer that constantly said to do this, and then they constantly yo-yoed, lost weight, gained it back, lost weight, gained it back, like aren't able to see the progress that they want to see. Now, where do I even start unpacking this, guys? Okay, so when it comes to losing weight, we talked about the energy balance piece. But my issue with this is not so much low carb and dropping calories. It's the not understanding someone's progress before giving them those recommendations, right? As a dietitian, of course, I can't control the advice people give you, but if there's anything I really hope to instill in you, it's that just because you're not seeing progress, I know it's your gut instinct to just cut out this, cut out this thinking you need less is more, like less is more progress, less is more progress, cut out more calories, cut out more carbs. But the truth is, if you don't assess what you are doing and why you are doing it, there are so many times where people cut out carbs or cut out more calories when in fact they're not even executing their plan to begin with and their plan isn't set up right to begin with. I mean, I've had trainers literally take a client of mine and encourage them from eating 1500 calories. Oh, you should drop to like 1200 or a thousand and see what happens. Like crazy shit that I don't even want to break down on here why it's not right. Because sometimes I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. I know I talk about this so often with you guys, but to just give you some context, your like basal metabolic rate is probably around a thousand to even 1400 calories a day, depending on how much you weigh. And going below that is so harmful for your fucking health. Like it is so bad for you. And it's like, how do you even defend what they're doing? 
when everything, if you took a basic nutrition class, just goes against just slashing calories that low for no freaking reason. And once again, just going back full circle to why I'm even bringing this up, you have to assess your consistency and what you're actually doing. For so many women, like you could be mislogging your food. You could be not entering all the items. Say you're eating out a lot. Maybe there's some guesstimation issues with restaurants and the food items that you're choosing. You know, what about your weekly consistency? Those times like, yeah, you binge, you get off track. Like, are you tracking that? Is that going into your averages? What is the quality of your diet look like? What types of foods are you choosing? Um, how are they packaged and prepared? And what's your protein intake? And what are your macro distributions? What are the vitamins and minerals you're getting? How is the quality of what you're having? None of that is addressed when you're just saying, okay, cut carbs because yeah, we, we say carbs are fattening, which also is not true. And secondly, just cut calories because okay, if you're not losing weight, it must just be your calories. However, when you're struggling with your weight, not only do I want you to focus on like the logging mistakes and understanding that, but you're struggling with understanding how to eat. So by you giving this advice, I'm talking to the trainers that do this, right? Hopefully they're not listening to this episode, right? But when you give this advice, it's just saying, you know, just eat less. It, it's not helpful for someone that is already trying to eat less and be really conscious of their diet. And that can send someone into a spiral. And also that's not what's gonna work, right? Like you need a plan that's actually addressing the root cause of why you're struggling with your weight in the first place. And can I just say, I have to address this as well. Carbs are not fattening. There is not a magical property within carbs that immediately cause a fat roll in your stomach. I don't know where this myth came from. I don't know where people just became so afraid of carbs, right? I mean, there are some carbs that can lead to weight gain because they're highly processed. They have more sugar in them over time in a very unbalanced diet. Yeah, they can lead to a, they can increase to a higher caloric consumption. They can cause blood sugar issues, you know, many things, but no one food causes weight gain. No one food causes health problems is the context of your total diet. That is not something sexy to sell. But some of the healthiest foods that we know through research are carbohydrates. Fruits and veggies are forms of carbohydrates. This they have less carbs and more fiber, and they're low in calories, but they are still a form of carbohydrates. Even the non-starchy ones, there are carbohydrates in non-starchy veggies. Nothing is free, right? We call them free foods, but they're really not free. And even higher carb foods, things like sweet potatoes, whole grain oats and bread and quinoa and brown rice and... I said sweet potatoes, but sweet potatoes, again, one of my favorite foods, like all of these can be so nourishing. Beans, high starch, high fiber, really, really healthful food, incredibly great for our gut health. So I don't know where this myth came from. I think what the trainers mean to say is, are you actually hitting your calories? What does that look like weekly? And if your carbs are in a place where it could be impacting your progress, it's one piece of the puzzle that may impact your total caloric consumption. It's how can we get you choosing more nourishing carbs that pack fiber and vitamins and minerals in their more natural state, their more wholesome state? How can we swap some of those more processed, highly palatable, which means like they taste really good, that are quickly absorbed, quickly converted into energy in our body? How can we take some of those and maybe swap them for more like slow digesting carbohydrates that once again have more fiber or more natural, probably also have less fat and less, you know, other things added to them, less added sugars added to them? things like that. So it's not that carbs and calories don't impact weight loss. It's that the advice of just slash calories slash carbs is just like not rooted in actually helping people. And this is like a big one. I'm thinking of one particular client who came to me after working with an accountability coach. And I literally remember like my jaw dropped. She was like, okay, this is what my 
trainer has me on my like accountability coach or whatever. And it was whatever calories macros, I forget the exact numbers. It was, you know, not unrealistic. It was pretty similar to actually what I recommended to her. However, the trainer kept like constantly adjusting her calories and macros, like literally every week. And I don't think she's actually adhering to it in the first place, but she just kept adding on exercise. Like she wanted her to go on two, maybe like 30 or 45 minute walks a day. She wanted her to work out, do cardio, do strength training, like packing so much exercise into one day. So whether it is multiple workouts a day, or honestly, even just the pressure to work out every day, I actually am such a believer. I prefer quality over quantity. If you want to work out more often, I am fine with that. There are many different training splits depending on what your goals are. And for me, like I actually work out for my mental health, as I'm sure many of you guys, if you do work out, it is really incredible. That being said, the whole idea you have to work out every day and just like pushing the amount of times you work out without addressing the quality of your workouts, I think is a big disservice to your goals. And why I think specifically I'm saying it to your goals, not just your schedule, right? Because it sometimes will make you want to rip your hair out. But it's a disservice to your goals because how many times you get to the gym does not tell me if you're making progress in the gym. How many times you get to the gym does not tell me if you're making progress towards your aesthetic goals. How many times you go to the gym doesn't tell me what you are doing in your workouts and how effective they are for the goals that you have. If I'm trying to train for a marathon, my goal is not going to be necessarily to increase strength. Now, I don't want to get into the semantics, but increasing strength and power can have positive effects on running, for instance, and there's much crossover. But how you train when you're in the world of weight loss and, and trying to lose body fat, there is a science to this, right? Just like I always say, like there is a science to fat loss on the nutrition side of things, same with the fitness side of things. So if you're working out every day and not having rest days, chances are if you're able to really, really do that, you're either not progressively challenging yourself and you're also not giving your body time to recover. Now, something I am going to discuss is no pain, no gain. That is actually the next one. And you don't need to necessarily be sore after a workout for the workout to be effective. But if you are not prioritizing rest and recovery when you're doing your fitness training, there's a huge chance for the majority of my clients that they are just not working out effectively. And they could actually do less sessions, but more quality sessions and get the same results, if not better results, because they're actually doing what they need to do to stimulate muscle growth and really actually progress. And you have to remember, like exercise is literally breaking down. Like that's why too much exercise leads to overtraining and overreaching and these concepts in the fitness world that allow your muscles to change. But if you hurt yourself, I mean, that's how people get injured. That's why overuse injuries happen. So I know we're not talking about like overuse injuries and injuries in particular, but if you're not allowing your body time to rest and recover, you're not allowing it to heal the trauma that you are putting it through with exercise to then go to have another session. Now, I don't want you killing yourself every single session, but this whole idea to lose weight, to see progress on the scale, on your body, you can't ever have a rest day. That is some of the worst non-scientific and honestly not helpful advice. You do not have to work out every single day. In fact, most of my clients don't work out every single day unless they choose to and they like living an active, healthy lifestyle, but their planned gym workouts, if they are doing planned gym workouts, are certainly not six days a week. They need rest days. In fact, they like thank me for a rest day. Like they're happy they have rest days with their plan as you should. It's not normal to push yourself going 150% in the gym every single day. That is not healthy. Number five, no pain, no gain. Now, this is a tough conversation because if you're not 
pushing yourself, if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not progressing, I talk about progressive overload inside of the Hot and Healthy membership and with my clients inside of 90 Day FBB. If there is no challenge and you're not challenging yourself, chances are you're not changing. That's like when things are too easy and you're doing the same workout routine over and over again, you're not progressing. So that's why you're plateauing in terms of your progress, which also can translate to the plateauing of progress on the scale and in your body composition. All this to say though, a good workout doesn't mean you have to burn a lot of calories, doesn't mean you have to break a massive sweat, and it also doesn't mean it should be so incredibly painful every time you work out. Now, when you are getting back into your routine, you might have severe, what is called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, right after doing a workout, but that doesn't indicate that you are making progress towards your fat loss goals, and that doesn't indicate if a workout is good or bad. In fact, that can mean you're overreaching and overtraining, so you need to give your body a little bit of rest. It adapts to doing more exercise, but as you get more trained, I mean, some incredibly fit women and individuals will, will honestly tell you, as you get more advanced in the gym, you're going to feel less sore typically, and it's because you are more trained, you're more advanced on your journey. Some individuals, even as they get more advanced, yeah, will still have muscle soreness. I occasionally get it, but after every single workout, I'm not like, oh my goodness, I can't walk. Like that's not normal. Like if every time you're working out, you feel like you can't walk or you can't raise your arms, that means you're really, really pushing yourself. And that auto doesn't automatically mean you're doing everything you need to be doing. And I will say there is actually a difference between feeling like a burn in your muscle if you're training a specific muscle group. I know right now, as many of you guys know, I'm trying to grow my glutes. I'm trying to really focus on building muscle in all of my glute muscles. And so I really focus on touching my literal butt, guys. Like when I'm working out, there are some exercises I do to make that mind-muscle connection with my glutes. And I actually work towards feeling the burn in it because I know for myself, sometimes it's hard for me to really target that area. It's harder for me to grow my glutes personally. And so I share that with you because feeling the burn, right, that muscle stimulation is different than, okay, I'm having a sharp pain or I'm like pushing myself a lot. And that's something where you need to start to understand those differences, sort of like hunger and fullness. You need to do that. But regardless, no pain, no gain to make fat loss progress and start achieving your goals. This isn't about punishing yourself with exercise, burning a shit ton of calories, and honestly, like pushing yourself so much that honestly is going to lead to injury and something unsustainable. It's about doing what you need to do and progressing based upon what you need to be doing. And with this no pain, no gain, I don't like this advice because I find sometimes trainers and fitness professionals and even like fitness companies pressure us women into thinking that you need to be in physical and emotional pain to see results in your body. When in fact, the most results I've ever seen and what I teach to all of my clients with the hot and healthy method is about feeling good. Like I enjoy the burn I get from like my glute workout or pushing myself in the gym, but it isn't because I feel like I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> like, like I feel good. And, you know, sometimes you got to do things that, you know, if you're not a big workout person, you don't like this kind of stuff, like it is going to feel hard. But the same goes with tracking your calories and food, right? There is a complete difference between lowering your daily calorie intake to find the point where you're hitting a deficit and changing your habits, and it is going to feel uncomfortable versus actually restricting food and creating really unhealthy habits and like depriving yourself. Restriction and deprivation are different than being strategic and changing your eating habits and 
trying to develop new healthy ways of approaching food that are one, going to help you get in a deficit, but two are habits you're going to keep for life. Like there is just such a difference. And even with, you know, changing your habits, it's not about restriction. It's about having discipline and understanding when it's worth it to indulge versus when it is not worth it to indulge. In the same way, there also is a difference between changing your routine, your schedule, and some of your relationships in a really obsessive attempt to control your weight versus finding a natural balance with food and exercise so you can really live your best life. And what I mean by this is oftentimes trainers are like, we all have the same hours in the day, you know, you got to do this and this. But if you're a mom and you're working, like you have to find that rhythm for you. So there is no one right way. This, this change in your lifestyle, whether it's actual workouts, whether it is how you are approaching food and changing your habits, or honestly, just like finding time in your schedule to show up for yourself and put in this work, work both mentally and physically, you have to find a balance. And it's going to be tough at first. And sometimes it can feel like no pain, no gain at first because you're doing something and it feels uncomfortable. But don't think that it feels bad, right? When something feels bad or unsustainable, that's when I want you to take inventory on is this realistic? And am I being realistic, right? Because sometimes we do something and it does feel unrealistic, but it's because it's new. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, painful for you. It should be painful. It's because it's, it's tough because it's new and you're finding your rhythm. So you really have to understand that difference. But at the end of the day, healthy eating and exercising shouldn't feel miserable. You should not be in constant pain, constant deprivation, and honestly, like pulling your hair out of your head to try to stick to your habits and do something that just doesn't feel right to you. Like you should feel good on your journey. Like this is about feeling hot and healthy and feeling freaking good.